Hey everybody, this is Sam with Rowdy Alternative. Today we're with Matt Williams, uh, singer, songwriter, uh, predominantly out of Stillwater. We'll get all into that. Uh, so what's up, man? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Good, dude. We had a lot of rain yesterday. I'm glad we got good connection today. <laughs> I wish we'd get some rain here. Is it pretty dry? I mean, kind of. I just like the rain, to be honest with you. Okay, fair enough. It's good every <laughs> once in a while, man. Yeah, I, don't know. I like the gloomy weather. Yeah, hell yeah. So, yeah, let's jump right into it, man. So, uh, I guess let's start out with uh, what got you into music to begin with? What made you want to start singing, playing guitar and everything? For sure. Um, man, I, I just grew up, you know, I grew up 40 minutes up the road from Stillwater. So we had Tumbleweed in Stillwater, obviously. Everybody playing there. I mean, there's a good show just about every weekend. So I found myself up there quite a bit. And I kind of, uh, I was 16 or 17 when kind of Reed South Hall was really popping off and Co was getting big. So I would come see them at, at, at the Tumbleweed. And I was like, damn, that looks like fun. So I got my freshman year of college. I had I played guitar since I was 10 or 11, but I hadn't started singing or writing anything. But started uh, trying to write songs and figured out I could kind of sing a little bit. And I was like, oh, we'll try. so uh when did you like did you start out just on your own i guess or did you like get a band together like right away or how'd that all happen no i started out mostly by myself uh so i didn't start writing when i was probably 17 or 18 but i didn't start playing live until like 2018 or so um just in stillwater open mics and stuff around it i did acoustic stuff by myself for a bunch of years not a bunch two or three years before i got a band together. So I did a bunch of acoustic stuff by myself for a while before the band came. Okay. So, uh, what were some bars? I, I lived in Stillwater for maybe like a year or so. And, uh, that the music and bar scene there is top, top notch. Uh, yeah. so like what were some bars that you started playing like at the beginning? So we played, obviously Willie's is a big one. That's where Garth got his start. Um, the other side, we, I don't know if you know, that one's out on Fixed Street, kind of out, out of town on your way to Tulsa, but it's kind of, yeah, I don't know if I've seen that one, a quaint little quieter bar, not a college bar, but we did a uh, song swaps out there like every Tuesday, um, Salty Bronc, which was kind of a new one. Um, but I played there a few times and Coney Island. I'm trying to think of where I haven't played in Stillwater. We played the 19th hole when it was still here. Um, uh, but yeah, Willie's was a big one. For sure, and Salty Bronc. Ain't uh, is that the one Salty Bronc? Doesn't the Great Divide own that? Yeah, I I don't know the exact details. I know Kelly Green, at least, kind of manages it, or he's attached to it. I don't know if he's got partners or what, but I know he Kelly Green from the, the Great Divide uh, runs that bar or owns it. Or I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a nice one. It's real. It's kind of intimate. It's a small little place. Yeah, it's a great place to play an acoustic show. Like they had Cody Canada a few weeks ago, two nights acoustic show, and I I couldn't make it, but it was like that's just a perfect show for that bar. That'd be awesome to go in there and have some beers and listen to him play acoustic. I bet it was. I bet it was packed. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Gann and Freeman yeah. opened both nights, and yeah, I'm sure it was packed. Yeah. So what about the tumbleweed? That's obviously like the. When I when I was living in Stillwater, I, I thought of that as like you know the big the big venue in Stillwater. Sure. So uh, when and I know you played there since. Uh, so when was the first show around when you played there and who were you playing with? That was actually the first. That was the first time we played live as a band was at the Tumbleweed, May tenth, twenty twenty one, and I think we we played with 
I think we played with Trent and Gannon. I could be wrong. I thought it was a boy from Oklahoma deal, but yeah, that was we played there. We played there a handful of times since then. We've opened for folks there and done some more boys from Oklahoma stuff. But can't say enough good things about Tumbleweed and Kerry McBride and and Kay and Steve and they're all and Jeff can't leave Jeff out. They're they're awesome. Um, yeah, I I uh, like I said, grew up you know going to shows there, and I it's kind of crazy. You start playing shows there. We haven't headlined there yet, but yeah, it's a uh, it's crazy. You go from watching to playing and. It's cool. One of my favorite spots. So it has to be nuts going there to watch some shows, and next thing you know, you're playing there with two of your buddies. Yeah, it's wild, but yeah, yeah, lucky. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, when um, when did you make the jump to start? I you, you work a job, right? Yeah. So, but like, when did you think like, okay, I'm gonna make this like a priority in my life? Because obviously, that has to be a big step. Thinking like, I don't know if this is a hobby and whatnot. So was that an easy decision or was that something you had to sit on for a while? No, I think I always knew when I started that if I could get to that point, then I would, that I wanted to. Um, and kind of really when we started playing full band shows, like acoustic shows are fun, but you start playing full band shows and you get on some support dates or something and you can play in front of a crowd and it kind of just hooks you. And I was like, all right, um, still got to work a day job, pay the bills right now, but sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's definitely like I don't take it lightly. It's def, it's a second job, you know, emails and calls and for yeah. you know, it is it's it's a second job for sure. Yeah, it, I'm sure it's it's hard as hell to get out of that, you know. So, but like you know, you keep trying and you'll get there, I guess. Yeah, just got to keep plugging away. And we've uh, we I mean I'm not gonna sit here and say we haven't had any success because I'm not doing it full time. We have, and I'm, we've been super mm-hmm. blessed to play the shows that we have, meet the people we have, and. Just gonna keep keep plugging along. That's the ultimate goal is to be able to do it as a full time gig and pay the bills doing it. So we'll keep trying. Absolutely, man. Yeah. What about some uh like some when you were first starting to play or write, who were some inspirations like in the beginning that you kind of looked to when you're getting started? You know, I'd have to probably I'd probably say Reed Southall if I'm being quite honest. Right around the time that I started really getting serious about it, he was kind of blowing up and six string sorrow came out and it was I'd listen to Whiskey Myers and Casey Donahue and stuff, so I was familiar with, like, Texas Red Dirt stuff. But that Six String Sorrow album, like, really inspired me to start writing my own stuff. So him, for sure, and then seeing, like, like Co play at the Tumbleweed, just, like, a rowdy show like that was, like, super inspiring to want to push and be able to get to that point. So those two, a generic answer, but those two for sure, just because of the timing when I started. Yeah, and... Just from an outsider's perspective, like I, I saw, and I moved there probably around it. I want to say 2019, 2018, 2019. I don't know, but um, yeah, and I didn't know anything about the scene out there, nothing about it. And I went and saw Co, and like it was absolutely bonkers. It's crazy to think that he played there at one time, seeing what he's doing now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. He- he could never play there now, but it is crazy. And I, I kind of want to piggyback on that. I, we went and saw, I saw Treaty Oak Revival for the first time live there like a month ago. And I told somebody that I was with, I was like, they give me the same, it's like the same energy in here as whenever I saw Code Reed coming up. Like just people oh, really? going bonkers and rowdy show and everybody paying attention. And these guys are next up, man. They're, uh, that was a great show. Yeah, I got to dive more into them. I've been seeing their name pop up so, so much lately. It's just good, good got good songs they write really well in my opinion really relatable stuff yeah so um when it comes to your writing 
Um, what is your, it's kind of a cliche question, but what's your, um, I guess, process when you like write a song? Do you sit down, like say, I'm going to lock myself in my room until I get a song out of here? Or is it just natural, like flows to you? I don't like doing that because usually anything that I, if I lock myself in and like sit down to try and write, it usually is shitty. Can I cuss on here? Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's usually terrible whenever I do that. So I don't know. I, I try and like write things down if they come to me driving down the road or whatever. And probably the same answer everybody else gives, but I'll write down little notes or, or if I have a melody in my head, I'll like hum it into my voice memos and then maybe I'll like sit down real informally and kind of go through what I have and see if it sparks anything or, but I don't really like sit down. I mean, I probably should, but sit down and have <laughs> specific times when I write, I kind of just try and let it happen. Usually the better stuff comes out like that. Gotcha. Do you still uh, play with your brother? Oh yeah. And he writes a lot of our stuff too. We write a lot together and he's playing lead, lead guitar and singing harmonies for us now. So this is very much a him and I thing. He, He's got a huge hand in what we do, for sure, and our sound. And he always goes to the studio with us and tracks all the guitars with me. And yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's a he's a wordsmith. I I think I was texting you uh, when I I think I'm trying to remember what it was, what song it was you released. I forget which one it was, but uh, we were texting back and forth, and uh, and I asked like, yeah, uh, so what's it? Can I get like a quick like in a nutshell what this song's about? And I guess you asked him. And it was like better writing than I could do. <laughs> I'm thinking oh, like, yeah. damn, he should he should just write the damn thing. <laughs> he's a he can he can for sure write a lot of stuff like that. He's kind of like me, like papers and stuff in school. Like well, I was real good at bullshit my way through papers, just oh, fluff yeah. words. You and, yeah. Both, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I graduated, so yeah, it's all it's all comes down to man. Yeah, yep. So uh, let's dive into your. Uh, what you got out already. You, um, I'll just go to the um, 2021 album you put out, Wasteland. Okay. Um, so how was the, um, since that was your, correct me if I'm wrong, by the way, but that's your, that was your first uh, record, right? Like yep. full. How was the process when you, or how was the uh, recording process? What it was it? I know you obviously recorded like some singles before that and everything, yeah. but um, who were some personnel you might've had on there that you want to shout out or like was, how was the process to you? I love being in the studio. Uh, that was, that was, I'm still real new to me when we tracked all that stuff. We had done three singles, but, um, studio, like it's kind of a different beast, you know, but, uh, I don't really know how to explain it. It's, it's a good time, real creative time. I love being in the studio. Um, but it was good. We had, a so Dwight Hamlin at class and quarters mm -hmm. has done, all of my stuff up to this point, and he's a badass. Um, he plays with the White Lighters, one of the be probably the best guitar player that I've ever seen play, like in person. Um, okay. And then Mason tracked a bunch of guitars. Um, Colby Bunch has done some drums on the real early stuff, and then after that, my drummer to uh, still Clayton Garner has played on everything. See Brock Wilson, who plays with Dylan Wheeler now, has tracked oh, some okay. guitars, and he actually did drums on my very first song, "The Devil." Um, so, and Thomas Evans, I can't leave Thomas out. He played, played with Holly Beth. He played with Dalton Domino. He kind of, him and Colby kind of took me under their wing whenever I first started and they had kind of been around the block a few times and knew some people. So they, they played some shows with me and, and helped me out with the session stuff. But those, that's the main group of people that have played on our stuff. And then had some, some bass players, Jared French has played some stuff and 
yeah, that's it. I think. I hope I'm not leaving anybody out, but <laughs> I've been lucky to have some really badass musicians um, play on play on our stuff and help us out creatively. So thankful for that. How's the uh, like the brotherhood in that Stillwater scene? Because I feel like everyone who plays around that area is like super tight knit. Like, is it is it like that? Like, to you guys, or does it just look like that from like an outsider? No, I think it is. Like, especially, I mean, like me, Trent, Avery, Gannon, we all kind of started at the same time, and we were all at those Sunday night Willies open mics together, and the Tuesday, you know, song swaps and. I think when you're just kind of grinding it out with the same people every week, you kind of form that bond just because you're kind of going through the same thing. But um, yeah, no, I I don't. I think it is pretty tight. Me and Trent talk all the time, and he'll ask me questions, and I'll ask him questions, or need a contact for a venue or whatever. And yeah, I, we got some really good musicians around here, and I'm I'm really glad. And Trent has really like put an emphasis on trying to grow this. Um, I have two, but trying to grow still water back to what it was and obviously got some big shoes to fill, but he, uh, he's real passionate and so am I about the red dirt scene here. And, um, uh, yeah, lucky to have some good musicians that we can kind of piggyback off of or ask questions. Yeah. I mean that just from the short period of time that I've known about it, like it's, I feel like the, there's always been like, like, let's say co for instance, he got real, he blew up. But then right behind them, you got like you guys who like pick up the torch almost like it's consistently like guys coming up and then the guys behind them, they keep going. So that's pretty interesting. Like that's what you need out there, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's it's crazy. Like the more you dive into it, there's so many people that are doing there's so many good musicians out there just in Oklahoma and Texas, like people that are writing their own songs and playing shows. And like, I, I feel like I know of most of them at this point. Like at least know mm-hmm. of them, and then I'll be scrolling on TikTok, and there'll be some new guy that I haven't <laughs> that I haven't seen yet, and I'm like, damn, competition is fierce. Yep. But there is a uh, plenty of plenty of talent coming up, so yeah, no, it's no a shortage good, of that. Yeah, it's a good thing and a bad thing, right? It's like, well, it's great that there's these guys, but holy shit, it's well, if you didn't have anybody to like try and better yourself against, then you you know what I mean. It's not like it's a competition, but if there was no competition, then you have no reason to get better. So it's a good thing for sure. Exactly. Um, so it with, with as the years gone by, I think it's safe to say that a lot of the rock influences made its way into Texas, Oklahoma music. Um, and personally, I, I love it. I'm, I'm more of a rock fan than a country fan anyway. Yeah. But um, so like, is, was that like, something that just naturally came. I feel like a lot of the guys I talk to, they say, Oh, I've always been like a rock fan. It just kind of where I was when I started playing. And now everyone's doing rock so I could play my own shit now. You know what I mean? Or like, how was it for you? I think it's, um, it's kind of a mix of both. Whenever I started in the very early stuff, I was listening to a lot of more red dirt stuff, a lot of ragweed. And that was more of my influence, but I growing up as a kid, we definitely were, me and Mason both were brought up more on like grunge rock and Seattle Nirvana and Allison Chains and Soundgarden. And I'm a big like punk rock fan too, Blink-182. And so it was um, kind of at that point, whenever we started, that's what our influence was. But it, I will say that like these other bands, Giovanni, the higher guns, Cody West, Whiskey Myers, them doing that kind of inspired me. And I think other people to, 
explore that more rock edge. And when you start doing the rock stuff, personally, I found it's just a lot more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. And you see that with like, you go to a, a Reed show, like I saw him up in Cincy, which by the way, they sold the place out in Cincinnati, which blew my mind. I mean, I didn't know like yeah. people really knew who he was out here, but yeah, he's like huge. you have all these, yeah, he's bigger than I thought he'd be. But at this show, it was funny seeing all these uh, like girls and guys walk in, they're wearing like their pearl snaps and cowboy boots and shit. Mm-hmm. And then they go up there and just absolutely shred. And then these guys wearing pearl snaps, they're like banging their head and shit. It's like, see, like it, it brings it out of them. So it's really oh, cool yeah. to see that. I think everybody's got a little bit of that in them just because like, especially people that are our age, you know, grew up through that time where like early to that creed was popular. And like, mm-hmm. that was what was on the radio. Everybody likes that shit. So they may not like want to say it or they don't like show <laughs> it by what they wear, but everybody likes that shit. Come on. Yeah, you're, you're talking to like a major Limp Biscuit fan. Like, I know exactly what you mean. Dude, I was about that. Like, the past two weeks, I've been on a huge Limp Biscuit kick. I've watched all their live stuff. Like, I've watched the 99 Woodstock video like 100 times. Dude, break Badass. stuff was that crowd. I've never seen anything like it. That and the corn when corn came out and played blind. blind. Dude. Oh my God. <laughs> dude, if I had a fucking time machine, that's exactly where I'd go. Yep. I want to be side stage though. I don't want to be in the middle of that crowd. Yeah, at least not with <laughs> not by the third day. <laughs> yeah. I watched that documentary again the other day and it's crazy. It is crazy, but the thing is it looked like a fun time and I still oh, wanted yeah. to go. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I it's just a lot more fun to me playing live and I write more kind of in that in that vein. It seems to flow a little easier for me, but I don't know. For yeah. sure. That that's apparent in uh, Lost and Broken. Uh, maybe next time, like those those tunes, man. Like it's such a shift from Wasteland. And Wasteland was great. Don't get me wrong, but like the like these newest ones you've been putting out, like mm-hmm. it really, I think it shows off a lot of what you have to offer. It's like you kind of like broke out into like okay, this guy's really doing what he wants to do. Yeah. And like the grunge, like you were saying, you're in the grunge. That really showed. Uh, I was surprised when I heard it. I'm like, holy shit, like, this is great. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, it's uh, it, it seems a lot more natural to me. I mean, what we were doing early on was natural, like I said then, because that's what our influence was, and that's how we were writing. But I think if you don't naturally grow into your sound and kind of find what works and, and you're not doing it right, you should be just going in there and, and writing how you feel and how it comes out is how it comes out. If you like it, you like yeah. it. If you don't, it is what it is. Yeah, that's right. Um. So, uh, you, and we were talking about your brother earlier and it's obvious you two have a great relationship, working relationship and everything. Um, when it comes to, and you might've touched on this a bit, but when it comes to both of you writing, like, Mm -hmm. do you, is it like you write one, he writes one or you co-write or both or how's that all work? It's kind of both. So he'll, he writes on his own a lot too. So he'll come if he's, if he has something good, he'll he'll come to me and be like, Hey, I got this and. Like that was like he wrote maybe next time all by himself. He's done a bunch of them by himself. Maybe next time is his relapse is his better days from the first record is his. And mm-hmm. I'm leaving some out, but he he does a lot by himself. And then we write a lot together. Um, sometimes it'll be like he'll bring something to me, and I'll be like, hey, what about we do this and this line and this and this line? So I'll have a couple lines in his songs, and, or he'll have a couple lines in my songs. It's not it's not like a, a harsh black and white relationship. It's a help help out when we can if it's good it's good we don't need to change anything you know it's it's 
he's good about that. And so am I just kind of, we just want to make it the best that we can. Doesn't matter who rides yeah. what. And we just want it to be the best that it can be. And he, he's a badass rider. And I'm thankful that he's around. Yeah. And I don't know if we said his name yet, but Mason, right? Yeah. Mason Williams. Okay. Right. Uh, so, and you said you want it to be the best you could be. How do you know, like personally, like when you're like, okay, this is like, this is the finished product. This is what I want to put out. Mm, I think, I think there's just kind of a feeling to it. If the, I try not to have any fluff lines, it's hard because the best riders are going to have like every line is going to be amazing. Every line is going to make you feel something. And that's obviously what you're going for. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a hard, hard line. I just, I try and think, is this song going to make somebody feel something? Is this how I was feeling in this moment? Am I trying, am I conveying what I was trying to convey and try not to have any BS like filler lines and you know, do the best you can. <laughs> right. I'm yeah, not the, yeah. I'm not the best right. I'll be the first to say that. And Mason do the same, same thing. Nobody's the best. It's all subjective and just try and make it as good as you can make it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Art's subjective, man. Yeah. So, um, so are there any, and we we're talking about how tight you guys are in that scene. Are there any like of your peers that you would like to work with maybe like on a song or maybe you already have, I don't know. I haven't. Um, I'd love to work with Gannon again and make some badass music, Gannon Freeman. And I like that, that whole band and CC Rev, and Tyler and Travis and Wade and, I'll, they're red dirt to the bone. Like they are, they remind me of like Cody Canada and Ragweed a lot. Like they write good tunes and they're just, they get up, they don't care. They get up there and nasty rock and roll. I love it. But yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to do something with them. They're just, they're busy and so are we, but we should make something yeah. happen. That'd be fun. Right. So, um, when it comes to the touring, um, where have all you, and you don't have to name off like every place, but like in specific, like, Texas, Oklahoma, where are you all touring right now? So majority is Texas and Oklahoma, but we, we've done Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, Kansas, Arizona. Um, I think that's it, but we, we play like uh, Fort Smith quite a bit, Majestic, um, and then a lot, of, a lot of Texas, a lot of South Texas and DFW and Oklahoma City. And we went up and played the Hat in Manhattan, Kansas. That's always a good time. Um, right. But yeah, pretty much like just this the surrounding states. Yeah, uh did didn't you uh I'm thinking it was you. Didn't you play Green Hall recently? We played it in like last fall or the end last summer. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we it's played been with a while now. Dylan Wheeler end of last year, I think. October, I can't remember, but Yeah, that was yeah. just getting to do that was cool. Like that he called me. He, usually he's just like he'll text me and be like, "Hey, you want to on the show if it's just like any other show I'll be like hell yeah and he called me one day and was like hey you want to open up for us at Green Hall and I was like I knew like if he was calling me then it was like gonna be something cool and I was like man hell yeah <laughs> I want to open yeah. for you at Green Hall <laughs> yeah <laughs> what day <laughs> uh, so what is it about Green Hall man because I'm from Kentucky I don't I'm not a Texan I don't know the significance of it really <laughs> like I feel like everyone I talk to who's played there acts like it's like this huge thing which I'm sure it is but like to you what does it mean to you playing a venue like that I'm not from Texas either and I only know a little bit about it but as far as I know it's the oldest dance hall in Texas like oh like shit. the oldest um, and you can tell when you walk in there like it's wood floors and kind of kind of smoky dusty 
it's not like a stop a top of the art top of the art state of the art venue like production wise <laughs> but yeah you can tell that it's got history and i think willie nelson played there and like all the all the ogs have graced that yeah. stage and just being able to same thing with like floors when you go into like floors and um and hello to san antonio you go to the green room there and there's like pictures of willie nelson and and george Strait, and it's just like damn yeah have you played uh canes yet by chance i've not played canes that's on the on the list for sure i'm working on that yeah that's that's kind of what that just reminded me of going into there it was like a time machine man yeah it's canes i got to i got to see the green room and stuff there and it was just like you sitting there and you're like how how you know how many people have been in here? How many people, you know, who's played this stage? It's like damn near everybody. It feels like. Yeah. All the, the big wood, the wood flooring, all the like classic curtain in the back. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. But, um, so, uh, aside from music and touring and everything, what do you like to do? Like on your personal time off, like whenever you get a chance besides work, of course. Yeah. Not work. Um, I like going to see shows. Like if I'm not playing, I love going and just hanging out. I, I like playing golf. What I like to do really, if I'm not playing music or working, I'm, I'll play golf or I'm just hanging out at the house with my wife and the dogs. And I like to play some Xbox every now and then with my brother yeah. and normal stuff. I really normal like golf. I, I play golf every day if I could. Do you watch any golf? Oh yeah. I had masters on today all day. I'm going to do yeah. nothing but watch the masters this weekend. Yeah, I'm a very cat. I wouldn't even say I'm a casual golf fan. I really have no idea what it's about. I've done disc golf. I'm very new to that. But yeah, yeah I've been. I watched the Masters today with my uh, cousin, and uh, I'm rooting for that guy. His last name's Gooch, just because his last <laughs> name's Gooch. I saw your tweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Taylor Gooch. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he we'll did, see. Yeah, who's your favorite golfer? Man. I'm a big Rory McIlroy fan. Um, ooh, I like I like Victor Hovland's from Oklahoma State. He's I thought he was leading. I think the end of today he was like seven under. I think he's tied for the lead. So big Victor Hovland fan. Matt Wolf is another one from Oklahoma State. So I just tend to the I'm not an Oklahoma State fan, but I'll root for those guys because they're from Stillwater. What happened to Ricky Fowler? He was from OSU, right? Yeah, Ricky's still playing. He kind of he peaked and then kind of tailed off. I'm hoping he can get back into his prime form, but we'll see. I'm a big Ricky fan as well. Sometimes you'll see him you know, visiting Stillwater, driving around in his G wagon. His G wagon, yeah. yeah. I, I worked I worked uh, for the um, on campus at, for facilities management when I lived there and. I did see. I saw his G wagon, and I went and told like my buddies. I'm like, "Yeah, there's this nice ass like car, like sitting. I forget where it was. Like, was it orange in a G wagon? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that would be Ricky Fowler. <laughs> yeah, I think he'll come like party on the strip sometimes. If he, I don't know. It's been a while, but I remember seeing like videos of him on the strip. That's pretty cool. Come hang out. But I'm a Ricky fan too. I just like yeah. watching golf. It's a uh, especially the Masters. Something about the Masters, all the tradition and stuff. Just, I love it. Right. So do you still party on the strip and everything, or is that not your scene anymore? Man, I'm too old. I'm like, <laughs> I'm 26, and I, yeah, it's not really my scene anymore. <laughs> if I'm being honest, yeah. I, I don't go out a whole lot in Stillwater. I used to a lot. I love going out, but now I just feel like an old man. Right. What, what bar was your favorite on the strip there? Willie's, for sure. 
It's just, really? uh, there's always music in there and you can smoke in there, which I don't smoke, but something about a smoky bar. I love sitting in the yeah. corner booth, having a beer, and just hanging out, listening to music. It's kind of, a one of the tamer college bars, I'd say, if you don't catch it on a weekend, like if you go in there on like a Wednesday night and have a beer in peace, but yeah, yeah. especially in the summer too. I'll go out in the summer because all the school kids are gone, but I can't do a weekend on the strip anymore. Yeah, no. I, there was that one there. Is it called the Copper Penny? Copper Penny, yeah. You get a lot of Penny. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was, that was always a happening penny. bar. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was fun, but wow, it was packed every day, it feels like. I like talking to people, but I don't like people that much. I don't like not being able to like move or go to the yeah. bathroom if I need to, you know? It's like right. too many damn people in here. <laughs> um. So, uh, what are some uh, cool venues or cool shows you got coming up? We're getting near festival season. I, I, you had, and I'm going to butcher the name. I don't know if I got it right. It's called like Legacy. Yeah. Fest- oh, good. I got it. <laughs> but, yep. So, uh, what, what's that all? Who's all? Are you excited for that? Where's that all at? That is in that's in June in Duncan, Oklahoma. So Thomas Evans that I was talking about, he he put that that festival together. I think he co put it together, but he. Uh, we haven't played many festivals, and that's the only one we're on right now. I'd love to get on more. It's, uh, I guess it's competitive, so yeah. trying to get on some more festivals. But we got uh, at the end of this month, we got another show with Dylan Wheeler in San Angelo at City Limits, and then we come back the next day and play Grady's in Yukon. And then we're at the Tumbleweed with Dylan on the 28th, and oh. then we're in Elk City at a, at a new venue called Country Palace that I've never played, so it looks pretty nice. And then May 4th, we are with Treaty Oak Revival at the Majestic in Fort Smith. And then after that, what we got after that? Oh, in June, we'll be at Floors with Treaty Oak Revival. I haven't announced that one yet. They've announced it, that they're headlining and stuff. But we're going to be opening for Treaty Oak at Floors, which I'm stoked about that. I love going down to San Antonio. The people down there seem to like our music, and they're super nice. And we always have a good crowd, so that'll be fun. And then Legacy Fest in June, we uh, we'll play the after party the day that Geo headlines. So okay. if y'all are going to see Geo Legacy Fest, bring your drunk asses over to the tent and come see us play the after party. Absolutely, you heard the man. So uh, you you said it's and that was news to me when you said the festival thing's competitive. I never knew. I don't know how that works when you're like when a venue like okay, Calf Fry for example. Like how do you know like how that process is when they choose bands or like how does that all work if you know i don't really know i mean calf fry i've talked to carry some but i think he just tries to get the best lineup that he can and we played we played outside city limits last year which is their fall festival like opposite calf fry yeah um so it's kind of you know he'll i don't really know how he picks them i'm sure that there's a budget that he has to set and he tries to get the best lineup that he that he can for his budget and, but they're just so many young up and coming bands and artists that are, you know, gunning for those spots. So it's just, it's just a competitive scene, which is good. But yeah, there's a bunch of festivals. I'd love to play born and raised and calf fry. We've never played calf fry main stage. Um, Larry Joe Taylor. I'd love, like that's a dream to play that festival, mm-hmm. but yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna keep trying and try to get on those. How was that outside city limits festival? It looked like a blast. It was good. Uh, kind of a bummer because we were going to be playing on the outside big stage that they use for Calf Fry. Uh, but there was like a power 
a power issue or something outside and the transformer blew like the week of the, of the festival. So they had to move everything inside, which still a badass time. We played before them dirty roses and steel woods and we had a great time. Yeah. I was about to ask you, I, I, I thought them dirty roses played that. I just interviewed James yesterday and I don't know if you ever got a chance to meet him. He's a really cool dude, but yeah, they we talked for a little bit. They're cool as hell. Yeah. Great guys. Oh yeah. But that's exciting, man. It, like for, at the tumbleweed is like kind of in the middle of nowhere in Stillwater mm-hmm. for me. It's like out there. Yeah. So it's pretty nuts. They put on like a gigantic festival each year and now they're doing the outside city limit singing. They did that weed stock a couple yeah. years back and it brings people too. Oh yeah. Calf fry is crazy. Like they had, they had Zach Bryan for calf fry last year on a Thursday night. I think he set the Thursday night record. It was like eight, 17 or 18,000 people. It was nuts though. Do you go like when you're not playing, like do you go to the calf fry or try to make a point to, sh- to watch it or. I five, if I'm not playing and yeah, I'll, I usually go at least one day for mm-hmm. sure. I'll like, I'll usually we're playing. Hopefully we're playing somewhere, but, <laughs> um, if I'll pick one day, like this year, I think I'm going to go Friday and see Reed and Geo and my buddy and you know, Charlie. Yeah. But yeah, I'll um, probably go that day and hang out. Hell yeah, man. I think the one I went to, it was, uh, the headliners were, I want to say it was, I know Co played, Parker played, Turnpike played, and then I think like a month afterwards is when they went on hiatus. So, funny so story whatever about year that, that was. We, we were there, I think it was 2019, I think. Because I think Luke Combs played in 2018, which is nuts to think about. It is. <laughs> and the next year, Turnpike played on Saturday, I think. And we, I was there with a buddy and, and my girlfriend at the time, wife now, and she was, uh, we were having a good time. And I felt like shit. I probably drank too much, had a headache. And I was like, let's go home. I was being all grumpy and shit. So we went home, and then they announced a month later that they were going on a hiatus, and she was not happy with me. We left early in the Turnpike show, and she was like, ah, oh, you made us leave early, and we're never going to get to see Turnpike again. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I barely remember it. I just remember being pushed through the front gate, and, you know, it was late in the day, so I had quite a few yep. brews, but it was crazy, you know. Calf Fry is awesome. Like, everyone should experience something like that for sure. Oh, yeah. I remember, like, whenever they still did the tailgating and stuff, I think they did then, like, the field across the street. They get wild. You have beer cans and shit flying through the air, and... I think it was a, probably a liability issue, so they cut that out. Still a good time, but no, the yeah, Capri used to be nuts. Yeah, I heard. I think it might have been the year that year, twenty nineteen, or maybe the year after. I think some girl got like blindsided by a beer can or something, and it's stupid. something like that. Yeah, yeah. That, somebody had to ruin it for everybody by throwing full beer cans in there. It's like just just drink the beer, you know. Just don't drink don't. it and listen to music and have a good time. Why you yeah, gotta ruin like, the party? Yeah, it's them college kids, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, them college kids. But what do you do? Yeah, Shit can't do nothing about it. So um, <coughs> let's talk. Let's talk more about. I'm sorry, I went on a rant there, but let's talk more about your music, man. Um, so. As for what's coming up, like, can you give us any like idea on maybe? what you're going to go for going forward with sound style, whatever, like it'll stuff be, like that. It'll be a, a lot more of the rock oriented stuff. It's kind of going to be whatever, whatever comes out. I I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of different stuff, um, style wise and 
we got two songs that are recorded, not mixed and mastered yet, waiting on the masters to get back. But like one of them is is a real hateful, heavy song with like it's got a China symbol in it and a big breakdown. Ooh. It'll be the heaviest one we've done so far. I'm, we play it live. I'm stoked. I'm stoked for everybody to hear it. And then the other one is like guitar and vocals and real real mellow and more of a singer songwriter type. But so we got we got two that are done that are very different sounds. And uh, this year, I don't know. I'm gonna try and try and get back in and re- and get some more done. I know I'm, we're due for another record. I don't know if I'm gonna do a full length record or not. Doesn't really seem to be the the move at the moment. I think everybody's kind of wanting singles and consistent consistent drops. But we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, does that? That's a fad now, and it kind of has been for a while. Just like people, I guess, it's people's attention spans. I don't know what, but they don't want the albums anymore. Does that? I guess not, does that bother you, but does it like, are you ever like, damn, I want to like put together like, you know, like a, a couple, you know, a compilation of like songs instead of just pumping out singles. Yeah. I, I like the album format and like, I li- I'll listen to album front to back, mm-hmm. but I'm also guilty of listening to a few songs off the album and not listening to the other ones. And I don't want, I don't want that to happen. You know, I feel like people, most people nowadays, especially the younger crowd, aren't going to listen to an album front to back. I know some will, but. I don't want good songs to get lost in an album. So I, at some point I want to do another full length album, but probably going to focus on doing singles and like maybe a two part EP with five songs each on it or something it would be my like ideal format for this year. But we'll see. I do love albums though. And I, I want to do another full length album. Okay. Yeah. So, so what's your favorite album? Might as well ask that. Like if you could choose one album it, that comes to your mind is like, okay, this is one of my favorites. What would it be? Man, I probably, probably, um, brand new eyes by, by Paramore. I, there's not a single skip on that whole record. Also man on the moon two by Kid Cudi mm-hmm. is amazing. Hey, maybe one, I can't remember which one, one or two, the one with him, like on the moon, the, the moon as the cover, but it's like red and I blue. Think, I think that's one. I don't know. I think, I think, it's, I think one. it's one. Those two coming to my head is like my favorites. You a big Paramore fan? Huge Paramore fan. My parents got us Paramore tickets in uh, in Dallas for Christmas, and in July, I cannot freaking wait to go see them, dude. That was my next question. I was if you were going to go see them. They're coming yeah, I've back, never man. Seen them, but dude, Paramore's badass. I've always had a huge crush on Haley Williams. Oh, we all did, man. <laughs> it's great yeah. to see them back. Oh yeah. Have you listened to any of their new stuff? Their new albums. It's different. Some people probably don't like it. I feel like it's been pretty well received, but I loved it. I think I don't know if there's a skip on that record either. I I love the entire thing. Yeah, I have yet to listen to it, but it's good. It's not it's not as like it's not as punk rock as their old old stuff, but it's not as pop as like their more recent stuff. It's a good it's a good mix and I don't know. I'm I'm big into like um individual like band members too. So like Taylor York and, and Zach Farrow. You, I feel like you can really kind of hear their their like input on the album come out instead of just Haley's writing and stuff but yeah I, I think it's a good good record really good record yeah it's funny you say that I was I feel the same way like listening to like individual band members solo work because then you get a chance to hear like their inspirations and what they want to say and it all goes together with like the main project yep. like like a uh, Leonard Skinner's a good example like Rossington Collins, like they yeah. insanely good shit. Oh yeah. More people so need to do that for sure. Oh yeah. Now you need to go check out that new record of Paramore's because it's 
amazing. I'll have to. I need to check them out live too, but I think I missed their show. I have a bad habit of missing shows when they come to town too late. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> and we don't have any good venues around Cincinnati, really, besides Riverbend. But those are all like expensive as shit. Like, yeah. Do you like the Do you like the Offspring? I like them, or I don't dislike them. They're They're okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know they're they're going on tour with Sum Forty One and Simple Plan, and I don't know if you like them guys at all, but I, I'm checking that out. I don't know if they're ever, when they're going to go on tour again, so you know it's kind of like be an that. Amazing show! We saw Foo Fighters at the Zoo Amphitheater two years ago. I think is like it was a few months before Taylor passed away or really? six months or so. I don't know, but dude, Zoo Amphitheater in Oklahoma City that was the best show I've ever seen in my life. They played for like almost three hours. It was in, insane, dude. God. They're, that That is one show I need to see. It sucks because, I, you know, Taylor, like for drummers, like he's the drummer's drummer, I think. Right. Like no one dislikes him. No. And, um, if you can play drums behind Dave Grohl and like Dave Grohl says you're good enough, then you're good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Louder Than Life in Louisville this year. I don't know if you saw the lineup to that, but – it is insane. They have one night, it's the Foo Fighters. Another night, it's like Limp Biscuit. Another l- night, it's, uh, I think, Pantera. Jesus. Then like Green Day. The f- I think Austin's playing. Austin Mead's playing on the third night. It's just a stacked lineup. I'm going to try and get to that. Mainly I've, just this. I've never been to like a big festival like that. Like a big festival. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be a blast. Yeah, You should check out Rocklahoma in Pryor. See, I think we're going to try and go to that. I can't believe I've never been to that either. That's an amazing one. I think Flint Biscuit's playing that too. I think they are. I need and, to uh, get my tickets for that because I definitely want to try and go. Yeah, I, I went to that a couple years ago. And like I was like, I don't know about this festival thing. Like I don't like being around people, kind of like how you were talking about. Yeah. But like once you got there, it's like this is like the best day of my life. It's just music from every point. In the, there's three stages at one time. It's It's yeah. great. And it's all really good music. It, like, never stops. Yeah. Uh, so, man, uh, thanks for hopping on with me tonight. I appreciate it, dude. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so go ahead and tell everyone, like, where they could find you. Uh, if you want to plug anything, shows, new music, go ahead. So I'm Matt Williams OK on pretty much everything. I'm Matt Williams OK on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And my Facebook is Matt Williams Music One. And YouTube's Matt Williams Music One. And uh, yeah, we're going to be putting out some new music throughout the year, playing as many shows as we can. Um, we'll, be, we'll be all over Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas, Kansas, Louisiana, hopefully maybe up into like the Midwest, in the your neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens, but we're going to keep plugging away. And thanks for supporting my, my tunes and always doing the write-ups. And Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, and everyone, make sure you type in OK after Matt Williams so that one doof- <laughs> that one doofus don't pop up. <laughs> There's another guy named Matt Williams. No offense to him, but his hat is like, if you'll know, if, if your hat is not like this, then it's me. <laughs> yeah, if it doesn't look like a like a, a funnel for your change your your put your oil in, it's not Matt Williams. But yeah. uh Yep. So, Matt, hey, uh, stick around after I sign off here. We'll make sure this all gets uploaded. And uh, everyone else, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. My boots look good under your bed. And I beg you.